0: Welcome to New Life Assembly of God Media Ministry. We are glad that you are here. We believe the Word of God is relevant and life-changing. And we hope you can be blessed by this message. If you'll take your scriptures in hand and turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to be reading verses 43 and 44 in just a moment. We're starting a new series. It's going to be four messages uh, uh, titled Dealing with Toxic Relationships. Of course, next week, we're going to take a little break because it's Father's Day, but we'll pick it back up the following week. But don't miss next week because there's a powerful message for you as well next week. So our new series is Dealing with Toxic Relationships because guess what? We have them in our lives, all of us. It could be a, a co-worker. It could be a boss. It could be a Spouse, It could be a son or daughter. It could be a friend. But we all have toxic people in our lives, so we need to know how to respond in a biblical way. So our first message is titled, Know When to Walk Away. Know When to Walk Away. I read the story of a man who went to talk to his pastor, and he was just desperate. He was frantic. He said, Pastor, something is terrible is happening in my marriage, and I have to talk to you about it the pastor asked what's wrong the man replied my wife is poisoning me the pastor was shocked and he said how can that be the man then pleads I'm telling you pastor I'm certain that she's poisoning me what should I do about it the pastor then offers saying well you know what let me give her a call let me talk to her and then I'll let you know uh, what I feel you know once the conversation is over with so a week later The pastor calls the man back, and he says, well, son, he said, I spoke to your wife. I spoke to her for three hours on the phone. Do you want my advice? The man said, yes, certainly. The pastor replied, take the poison, son. Take the poison. (laughs) The woman was so difficult to deal with that taking the poison was a better alternative than living with her. Today we're going to start this new series on dealing with toxic relationships and the definition of the word toxic is containing or being poisonous, especially when capable of causing death or serious debilitation. We're not just talking about dealing with difficult people. We all have difficult people. Sometimes we are the difficult people, amen? (laughs) But, But there are some people that they just drain the life, the passion, the joy out of you. They demean you. They break you down. They distract you from healthy relationships. They discourage you, and ultimately, they can destroy you. When you interact with them, it leaves you feeling like you're all tied up in knots inside. And dealing with them long enough may even make you feel like you are losing your mind. Amen? Even long after they're gone, we find ourselves battling in our mind, battling with them, with their words. And we find it difficult to get them out of our mind and out of our heart. You know, in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Paul warns that we need to be aware of Satan's tactics so that he does not gain the advantage over us or that he doesn't outsmart us. And one of the tactics of the enemy is how he uses people. And write this next statement down if you've got lipstick or shoe polish or whatever you got to write with. This is important. Sometimes Satan even uses christian people to drain us distract us discourage us deter us and even destroy us so that we cannot fulfill god's will and purpose for our lives remember judas was one of jesus's followers amen followed him for three years and then betrayed him into the hands of his enemies so just as god often uses people to bless us Satan will use people to destroy us. We need to expose this trap of the enemy so that we can walk in the freedom that God desires for us so that we can fulfill his good will and purpose for our lives. But what do we do with the teachings of Jesus in verses such as Matthew 5, 43 and 44? Read this with me. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Wow, we're pretty cool with that, right? We like to love the people that love us back, the people that we like. And we like to hate the people that we consider our enemies. So we're pretty cool with that, right? But listen to the next part, verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I want want you to get this in your spirit. Anybody can love the people that love them back. Anybody can hate their enemies. It doesn't take the help of God to do that. Our flesh is ready and capable to do that, right? But see, we have been born again by the Spirit. And God is living inside of us. And so that requires us to live a different way. The world lives by that first principle. Love those that love you back and hate your enemies. Anybody can live by, that's the way the world lives. But once we have been born again and the Spirit of God is living inside of us, he's calling us to a higher level of living. But not something we can do in our own flesh, because I can tell you right now, I can't do that in my own flesh. Because sometimes when somebody rises up, I feel my flesh starting to rise up. And I have to pray, sometimes I'm praying in the Spirit inside of me as they're going off. And let me tell you something, in the realm of toxic people, I have had my share. I have a family member who, anybody that knows her, and there's some people here in the church that know her, is a toxic person. I've had friends, I've had co-workers who have been toxic people. So I'm talking to you from personal experience, and sometimes when that toxicity is being manifest, our flesh wants to rise up and do what the first part of that verse said, hate, your enemies, lash out against your enemies. How many of you can identify with me? Amen. I didn't think I was the only one. And I just have to pray. Sometimes they're going off and I'm just praying in the spirit inside of me and I'm just praying, God, just control me, just control my tongue, help me to be like Jesus. Amen, because it ain't easy. It ain't easy. But what makes us particularly vulnerable to the destructiveness of toxic people is that God calls us as Christians to not only love our friends, to not only love our neighbors, but he calls us to love our enemies. He calls us to turn the other cheek. He says, if they strike you on one cheek, turn the other's cheek. If they require you to walk a mile, walk two. Go above and beyond. Do good towards those that hate you. This is where we start saying, now, come on, Jesus. That's, that's really a little too much, you know. But as Christians, this makes us vulnerable to toxic people because we're trying to do the right thing, we're trying to be loving, we're trying to be kind, and they couldn't care less. They're coming at you with all that poison, amen? So as Christians, what are we to do with toxic people in our lives? To find out how to deal with toxic people, we're going to be looking at the scriptures over the next several weeks. But the first thing we need to do is to be able to recognize the toxic people in our lives. Because sometimes you're in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or, or a family relationship or a coworker, and you don't realize, because you're getting slowly sucked in, you don't realize that you're in a toxic situation. So the first thing I want us to see is that we've got to discern the difference between difficult people and toxic people, because there's a difference. Difficult people are not all toxic, but all toxic people are difficult. Did you get that? difficult people are not all toxic but all toxic people are difficult. Now the word toxic is a buzzword nowadays and and it's used very broadly often to avoid dealing with someone who may be challenging to get along with or who may be different or or who may be sometimes hurtful to us and they're just toxic you know and we just dismiss it that way but just because someone is difficult doesn't make them toxic. Sometimes our personalities may just not click well with another person, and so they annoy us or irritate us in certain ways. So they are a difficult person, at least for us, to get along with, but they're not necessarily toxic. Sometimes certain people may remind us of a family member that is hard to get along with, and so it just kind of grates on us that they're so much like that person. And so they're a difficult person for us to get along with. You know what, we all have hurts, baggage, negative patterns, and wrong reactions at times because we are all, I, I don't mean to break anybody's bubble, we are all imperfect. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm imperfect? Now turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm imperfect. Wasn't that free? You shall tell the truth and you shall be free, amen? Imperfect. And so because we're imperfect, sometimes We may be a difficult person to somebody else, but that does not necessarily make us toxic. A difficult person gets along with most people, but they may rub some people the wrong way. And you know what? I'm sure I rub some people the wrong way, and I'm sure you rub some people the wrong way. You may have even rubbed me the wrong way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A difficult person may take over social interactions. They may try to be the center of attention. They may complain a lot. They may always have to have the last word. They may always have to tell you what to do. They may not be committed. They may not be dependable. They may not be appreciative or cooperative or sensitive to the feelings or thoughts of others. They're difficult. They may play loosely with the truth. You know, there's some people that, you know, truth is relative for them, and so they just tell you what's convenient in the moment, and it's hard for you when you're a person who's wanting to walk in truth to deal with somebody like that. They may even be some Christians and some people who are overly truthful, and because they speak too much truth, they upset others by saying whatever they think or feel in the moment, and then they excuse it by saying, I'm just speaking the truth. (laughs) Have you ever known somebody like that? I can think of some right now. Some difficult people can be demanding, demanding on your time, demanding on your attention, demanding on your energy. Some people can cause drama everywhere they go. You know, sometimes you may uh, uh, be in a situation where there's drama, but when you see somebody that there's constantly drama going on around them, let it be a red flag for you, okay? Some people can be overly critical. They're constantly pointing out the faults and failures of others, and, and they present themselves like, you know, they're the one that has all the answers, and they're right in everything they do. Some people aren't really concerned to hear about your life. It's just all about them, just all about them. They, they uh, may, may be a good communicator, but they usually um, have boundaries, and they will respect yours. A difficult person has boundaries to some degree and they'll respect your boundaries. A toxic person will not respect your boundaries. A difficult person may not possess all of these traits that we just mentioned, but whichever ones they possess just makes them more challenging to get along with. Difficult people just require us to have more grace, more patience, more love. But if we walk through that with Christ's help, guess what? It will help us to grow and it will help them to grow. So we have a situation where we have a difficult person and we pray, Lord, let your spirit be in control. Let the fruit of your spirit be manifest through me because the fruit of your spirit is love, it's grace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's gentleness, it's self-control. So Holy Spirit, be in control of me. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to be in control of us dealing with that difficult person, guess what? You're gonna grow by leaps and bounds. And maybe God keeps sending us difficult people because he knows we need to grow in that area. Amen. So if you keep finding yourself meeting the same kind of difficult person, okay, God, what are you trying to say? How are you trying to grow me? Okay. They may just be the catalyst that God can use to help you grow. And as you treat them with grace and love and kindness, you may be the catalyst that God uses in their life to reveal to them something about their life that needs to change and allow them to surrender to God. So that's difficult people. Now, all toxic people are difficult, but they are also destructive They're also destructive. And even people in church, don't start looking around. (laughs) But even people in church who profess to be Christian can sometimes be toxic. You know why? Because we bring a lot of brokenness, a lot of baggage from our past into our Christian walk. And if we don't surrender that to the Lord, the wounds of our past become a door to the devil in our life so that he can use us as a toxic person to destroy other people. That's why it's so important when we come to Christ that we start asking God to heal us of the wounds of our past, to close the door on the enemy in our life. But you know, Jesus even warned the church to be aware of ravenous wolves in sheep's clothing who would come in among them to destroy them. So the enemy can position people in the church. They got the sheep's clothing on, right? They got their Sunday morning best. They're carrying their 50-pound Bible with them, amen? They got their Jesus loves you t-shirt or whatever it is. But they're an agent that the enemy is using, all right? Jesus made it clear that just because someone says, Lord, Lord, doesn't mean they're living under his lordship and belong to him. In fact, many people that say, Lord, Lord, he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you because their heart is not surrendered to him. Dr. Gary Thomas, a Christian author and minister, shared an experience with a toxic person who initially expressed a lot of appreciation for his ministry and a lot of support for him as a pastor. In her eyes, at first, he was the best thing since sliced bread until he told her he could not commit to do something that she requested of him to do. She became so offended, and she launched a vicious attack against him and against his ministry. He was no longer a friend to her. She villainized him as her arch enemy and began a campaign to just destroy his reputation. But as a Christian and as a minister, he went above and beyond to try to placate her, and it began to drain the life out of him as he tried to accommodate her, and it began to cause him to lose focus. All of the destruction she was causing in the congregation, it began to cause him to lose focus on the ministry, to begin to become depressed, and he felt great guilt that he could not get her to change her attitude no matter what he tried. He's thinking, what more could I have done And it troubled him for a long time thereafter. As long as he was doing what she wanted him to do, high praise. But when she didn't give him what she wanted, then she began to tear him apart and was relentless in her campaign to destroy him. He had become the victim of a toxic person. Toxic people are fueled by a sincere Christian's misunderstanding of godliness and our guilt over not being able to live up to it. You know, this toxic person is coming at us and we're like, but I'm supposed to be a godly person. I'm supposed to be a loving person. I'm supposed to be a patient. And sometimes we just allow that toxic person to run right over us and destroy us and we feel guilty that maybe we're not doing the right thing. So Christians are fertile ground for toxic people because we are compassionate and we are loving and we are grace-filled people who strive to accept and love and be kind to all people. But if we don't recognize toxic people for who they are and learn to deal with them in a Christ-honoring way, they can destroy us. Their influence can be deadly. They can kill your spirit. They can kill your Christian walk. They can kill your joy, your peace. They can kill you emotionally and spiritually. I wanna say this, toxic people are few and far between. But even one toxic person can be very effective at causing a lot of destruction. So not everybody's going to be toxic, but you only need one to kill you, to destroy you. Amen. You know, it only takes one wolf to ravage an entire flock of sheep. You don't have to have a herd of wolves. You just need one and they can kill an entire flock of sheep. So how do we recognize toxic people? Ultimately, we need the discernment of the spirit because the Holy Spirit, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discernment. And it will help us to recognize the spirit within which a person is operating. But we also need to use wisdom. God has given us a sound mind. So we need to use wisdom when we're dealing with people. And that wisdom comes from knowledge. So here are some traits of truly toxic people. They are first and foremost experts at verbal, emotional, and spiritual manipulation and abuse, and even at times, physical and sexual abuse. Physical and sexual abuse is not always involved in a toxic situation, but sometimes it can be. Another uh, quality, they are controlling They are controlling. One writer says they in effect want to become the functional God of your life, telling you what to do, where to go, how long you can stay, controlling every aspect. They are such masterful manipulators, he says, that you don't even realize it's happening. You may soon find yourself ordering your life around their priorities, their thoughts, their likes, their dislikes. You know, sometimes It may just be something as simple as a restaurant. You're deciding to go out, but it always has to be what they want to eat. They may say, where do you want to go? And you say, La Careta. And then, no, I don't want Cuban food. And every single time, it ends up having to be where they want to go. I was just using La Careta as an example, (laughs) all right? But every single time, it has to, even if if they make you think they're giving you an option, but it always ends up having to be where they want to go. And that's just a very simple illustration of how they make you reorder your life around their likes and their dislikes, their priorities, their values. And the problem is they want to make themselves the god of your life. And that it, the problem there is that we are to serve and love only one god and have no other gods before him if we are bound by the emotional control of another person to live according to their will and their dictates, we are then not free to serve, to please, and to worship God. We are in bondage to that person. And Christ came to set us free. Christ came to set us free. He wants us to walk in freedom. Toxic people are also easily angered, and they use a lot of bullying tactics like accusing you, belittling you, demeaning you, tearing you down, making you feel bad about yourself, provoking insecurity in you, and they'll take something that you shared with them in confidence, and they'll later on use it against you. Have you ever had that happen? They never accept responsibility for anything. It's always your fault. They are negative, always criticizing. They are narcissistic. Everything is about them. They are the center of the universe. They are masters at playing the victim. Others are always hurting them. Others are always doing them wrong. They stir up problems and initiate strife where there are no problems. They're always right. They are unreasonable. And they twist your words and try to use them against you to confuse you. They don't respect your boundaries. They lack empathy and compassion for the feelings of others. They drain your passion, your joy, your peace, your energy. They leave you exhausted, exasperated, at the end of yourself, feeling depressed, feeling hopeless, feeling trapped like there is no way out. Perhaps right now you're thinking about somebody like that. Some of you are nodding so I can see that to be true. Maybe you are somebody like that. Ooh, that's where you say amen or oh me. If you are that person we just described, surrender to God and ask him to change you because that is sin in the sight of God. And if you're in a relationship with a toxic person, then the question becomes, what are you to do? How are you to respond? And the answer, in part, depends on the context of your relationship. For instance, I have a family member that I have to deal with on a regular basis. So I can't just cut them out of my life, but I can minimize how much I interact with them and how much damage they can do in my life, okay? But because they're a close blood relative, I can't just walk away and malice them off and never have anything to do with them. You understand what I'm saying? So depending on the relationship, it might be a marital relationship, and you can't just walk out on that and it'd be pleasing to God. Of course, if there's physical abuse there or sexual abuse, then that would be, uh, in the eyes of God, that would be allowable. But other than that, you know, you can't just walk out. All right. So how do we respond? How do we respond? And that's what we're going to be looking at. We must learn how to respond to a toxic person in a Christ-honoring way. First of all, honoring Christ sometimes, and I say sometimes because there are some situations where you cannot, but honoring Christ sometimes means walking away from a toxic relationship. We mentioned Dr. Thomas and the toxic person in in his congregation earlier, um, but He went on to share that a friend of his, who noticed the amount of distress this woman was causing after he had recently experienced another toxic attack from her, this friend spoke spiritual truth into his life and taught him how to deal with toxic people. His friend said, Pastor, read the Gospel of Luke and you will find that Jesus walked away from people many times. And he said, sometimes, You need to play defense to protect yourself, Pastor. You can't allow people just to attack and break you down. So Dr. Thomas took this friend's advice and went back and began to read over and over the Gospel of Luke, but with a new lens and he realized that there were more than two dozen times where Jesus walked away from people who would not accept who he was, those who rejected the truth he taught, those who tried to pressure him to do their will, or those who wanted him to be who they wanted him to be, or those who persecuted him. And Jesus walked away from them. He didn't chase after them, He didn't beg them to stay. He didn't plead with them to change. He walked away. Sometimes he let them go. On their own, they walked away, and sometimes he walked away. Dr. Thomas said just that realization that sometimes it's okay to walk away or to let someone walk away was extremely freeing for me. And sometimes, folks, try as you might, you can't change anybody. And if they're going to remain toxic, sometimes, depending on the situation, the best thing you can do is walk away. Several years ago, you know, there was a popular acronym, WWJD. How many of you remember that? A few of you. It stood for What Would Jesus Do? and it was everywhere. People had it on t-shirts, bumper stickers, uh, those little rubber bracelets that that people uh, wore, you know? But it's more than a creative, catchy acronym. It's how we are actually called to live. What would Jesus do? We should be asking that question in all the areas of our life, but we should certainly ask that when dealing with toxic people. And if we follow Jesus' example, then sometimes when dealing with toxic people, we, too, will need to walk away or let them walk away. I've had this family member, and I've also had a friend that was quite toxic, and so sometimes they would call, and they would just be going off on the phone. I would put the phone down on speaker, and I would go about my business doing something. I wasn't even listening. And then after they realized for they would have been ranting for 15 or 20 minutes, are you there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. And I would go off again because I wasn't going to let them infect my soul with all of that negativity. Amen. And if we follow Jesus' example, then sometimes when dealing with toxic people, we too will need to walk away or let them walk away. I don't listen to secular music because I don't want to fill my soul with a lot of things that are reflected in that music but there was one very popular song that you would hear everywhere, everywhere. and um, I looked up the words online because the words came to my mind when I was thinking about Jesus walking away and um, it's a Kenny Rogers song titled The Gambler and of course we don't gamble because we're Christians but the words of the song he says you've got to know when to hold them know when to fold them know when to walk away and know when to run And that may be true in regard to gambling, but it's very true in regard to toxic relationships, amen? When possible, we may need to walk away from toxic relationships. Sometimes we need to run as fast and far as you can. Of course, that may not always be the option, as we said, such as if you're married to them, or if the abusive person is a son or daughter or parent. But in those instances, we need to learn how to establish healthy boundaries that will limit our exposure, that will limit the destruction that they can do in our life. And we're gonna talk about setting those boundaries in one of the later messages, so you're not gonna wanna miss any of these messages. But we need to use the spiritual weapons that are available to us. Remember, This is the work of the enemy, using the toxic person as a weapon against us to distract us, discourage us, deter us, destroy us, so that we cannot fulfill God's will and purpose for our lives. We are not wrestling, the Bible says, against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high place. It's a spiritual battle. So we need to stand, the Bible says, in the power of his might, not in our power, but in the power of his might. He has given us powerful spiritual weapons, one of which is his word, which is described as the sword of the spirit. So we need to stand on the word and resist the toxic person's manipulative lies and all the negative things that they've spoken over you. A while back in one of those conversations where I set the phone down, one of these toxic people was upset because I had not given into what their demands were. They wanted certain things. Um, I didn't give it to them, and they were extremely upset. And they were just going off and off in a very um, Christ dishonoring way. The words they were using, the things that they were saying, and they were just going off and off. And then, um, and they're, an, they're an individual that is involved in ministry. And uh, in one of those pauses where they thought I wasn't listening, they said, are you there? Are you listening? I said yes I am I said but you know you're supposed to be in ministry and I said do you think the way that you're acting right now honors Christ and they got quiet for a little bit It like took them back that I responded in that way but I responded with grace and patience and then they started in a little bit more and then I said you know what I've got to go I've got something else to do so then they started blowing up my phone with texts. And I just let the text just every minute it was I just let it go 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 and then finally when they realized I wasn't responding the next day um, they texted me and said I know that I didn't act in a godly way yesterday and I want to apologize for you because the things I said you know they were not Christ-like and. I said, okay, thank you. That's it, you know. I didn't say anything else to him. But let God deal with them. I minimize as much interaction as I can uh, with them and, and not allow them to disrupt my peace or disrupt my relationship with God. It's just you go your way, I'll love you from a distance, and I'll go my way. Hallelujah. So we have to realize that, you know, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But if you can answer somebody in a spiritual way, Especially if they're a Christian, you can defeat the work of the enemy in that moment because the word of God, the truth of God, is a weapon of warfare against the attack. So we need to use the weapon of the word. We need to use the weapon of prayer. Pray that God would break the chains of control, that he would protect your heart, that he would heal you from the wounds that that person has inflicted against you. Because the longer you're in a toxic relationship, the more your soul becomes wounded, the more insecure you become, the weaker you become, and that increases their control over you. So you have, to, you have to pray against this. You have to pray that God will heal the wounds in their soul. Pray that God would give you wisdom to know how to deal with them. Pray for the help of the Holy Spirit to have the fruit of the Spirit, especially self-control in dealing with them. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to get a hold of their heart, that the Holy Spirit would convict them and bring them to repentance so that he can change them. Julie Link in an article titled Toxic Lookalikes writes this. Poison ivy looks like many harmless plants, and it keeps company with some of the most beautiful plants. One gardener couldn't figure out why she got poison ivy whenever she was pruning her roses. She later discovered that a poison ivy vine was taking advantage of the tender loving care that she was giving to her rose bushes. Some people, Judy Link writes, are like toxic plants, they look harmless, and they blend in with people who, like roses, are beautiful and fragrant, but then they cause a lot of misery. If you don't learn to identify the poison ivy people in your life and stay away from it, you can be in a world of hurt, a world of hurt. God loves you. He has a beautiful plan for your life. Don't let a toxic person keep you from all that God has for you. Don't let a toxic person drain you of your passion, of your peace, of your joy, and of your strength. Let God give you the strength and the wisdom to deal with them in a Christ-honoring way. Now, the first step to knowing and walking in God's good plan and purpose for your life is to enter into relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Because we've all sinned, and sin has broken our relationship with God. But that's the whole reason Jesus came from heaven to earth. He lived a sinless life, and offered his sinless life on the cross. That when we repent of our sins, and the word repent simply means to turn away from, we turn away from our sin, we turn to him. He forgives us of our sins, and we immediately become born again. We're made spiritually alive, and brought into relationship with God as our Father and we as his sons and daughters. And so if you're here today and you have never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, or maybe you did so several years ago and you've drifted away, you are not here by accident. God loves you. God is reaching out to you. God is drawing you onto himself because he wants a relationship with you. So would you bow your heads with me just for a moment? And if you're here today, and you don't yet have a relationship with God, or maybe you drifted away and need to come back, and you would say, Pray for me, Pastor? I want to come to Jesus, or I want to come back to Jesus. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up and say, Pray for me, Pastor? I want to come to Jesus. Thank you for that hand, or I want to come back to Jesus. Just slip your hand right up, and you can put it right back down. Pray for me, Pastor? I want to come to Jesus, or I want to come back to Jesus. Thank you for another hand. Is there someone else? Thank you for another hand. Is there someone else? I want to come to Jesus, or I want to come back to Jesus amen. All right, I'm going to ask those that raised your hand to pray a simple prayer with me, and it's not my words. My words are not special, but it's your heart in sincerity talking to Jesus. Would you pray this prayer with me in church? Pray it along with me to encourage those that are praying it for the first time. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, and I believe that you love me so much that you died for my sins. Today, I repent, I turn away from my sinful life, and I turn to you in faith. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, and I invite you to come live inside of me and help me from this day forward to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, if you prayed that prayer, I wanna be the first to congratulate you on making the best decision of your life and welcome you to the family of God. We are so happy for you. If you just prayed that prayer, if you would take your phone out and just text "I prayed" to the number on the screen, we would like to send you free of charge a little booklet that will help you to understand the prayer you just prayed and also the next steps to keep growing in your relationship with the Lord because that prayer was a beginning not an ending and so we encourage you right now take your phone out and just text i prayed to the number on the screen a little bit later today you'll get a response message with a link click on that link fill in your name and email address so that we can send you free of charge this little e booklet but once again congratulations and we welcome you to the family of god i want to speak briefly to those of us who have already given our heart to christ the first group i want to speak to is that maybe while this message was going on You felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit telling you that you are a toxic person. If that's you, God loves you. He wants to forgive you and he wants to change you. So if that's you, in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to pray that kind of prayer to say, Lord, that's me, I ask you to forgive me. I surrender to you and I ask you to change me. So that's the first group of people. Second group of people, I want to speak to those who are listening to me right now that you have a toxic person in your life. The only way they can continue to have power over you is if you give them permission. The only way they can continue to have power over you is if you give them permission. You need to realize their toxicity for what it is, And where possible, you need to lovingly and graciously separate yourselves from them or set boundaries to limit your interaction. And if you can't do that, ask God's help to strengthen you, to defend you against the damage that they cause. And for all of us, let us pray that God would help us to honor Christ in all of our dealings, in all of our relationships that we would operate in the fruit of the Spirit and that we would interact with others in a Christ-honoring way, in love, in grace, in kindness, in peace, and in self-control. So three groups of people, those who the Holy Spirit convicted you that you may be a toxic person. And God wants you to surrender that to Him and ask Him to change you. Second group of people, you are in a situation with a toxic person. Ask God's help to either Walk away from that situation where possible or limit your interactions so it does not destroy you. And thirdly, to all Christians, Lord help me to honor you in all of my dealings, in all of my relationships. If you fit into any of those categories, stand to your feet right where you are and let's just take a moment to pray. You know why you're standing, nobody else needs to. And you just talk to God. If you're the toxic person, begin to, ask his forgiveness repent surrender and ask his help let us pray Heavenly Father we just come before you right now we thank you for your word because your word is life it is truth and it is transformational and we pray for your transformation in our lives Lord God Father we pray for those who may be listening to this message this morning and they could feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying to them that's you you're a toxic person. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would surrender themselves before you, and that they would repent, Lord God, that they would welcome the work of your Holy Spirit in them, not just today, but that they would seek you daily to change them so that they can interact with others in a way that upbuilds and in a way that honors Christ. Father, I pray for those who may find themselves in a relationship with a toxic person. I pray, Lord God, that you would just give them the discernment, give them the wisdom to recognize the situation for what it is and not make excuses for that person. I pray that you would give them the strength and the wisdom to know how to respond. Maybe they need to walk away. Give them the strength to do that. Maybe they need to set healthy boundaries. Give them the strength and the wisdom to do that. But Lord, don't allow them to continue to be destroyed. And Father, I pray whatever damage has been done in their inner being that has caused fear, that has caused brokenness, that has caused insecurity, I pray that you would start a work of healing and restoration in them. And Father, I pray for all of us that you would help us to honor Christ. In all of our dealings with others, Lord God, that the fruit of the Spirit would be in control. That we might be loving, that we might seek peace, that we might be generous, that we might be gracious, that we might be kind, that we might be faith-filled, and that we might be self-controlled. We surrender ourselves to you and say, have your way in us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, church. We'll see you on Wednesday evening. God bless you and have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for joining us today. If you were blessed by this message, would you consider giving a gift to help support our ministry? You can text any amount to 954-516-1522. That's 954-516-1522. Thank you. And we hope you will join us again.